before we continue on, I just want to preface that mental health is a real thing and it should be a serious matter that everyone should be talking about. And I feel like that right now is a, a good time. I'm making my whole season four podcast to be about mental health. Hopefully it affects one of you guys that like affects you guys in a positive sense or it affects one of your friends in a positive sense, you know. You guys, mental health is a real thing. And like, you guys are never alone in it. There are always people that are willing to help you. There are other people that are going through the same struggle as you. So please always reach out and ask for help. You're never alone. So yeah, hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast and today we are talking about mental health again as you can tell the theme of season four is about mental health and today I have a very special guest in the building uh you want to introduce yourself hey guys my name is Eric I'm a former classmate of Gabriel and I go to CSUN thank you and how, how have you been like honestly how have you been uh it's been rough I mean I've had some personal issues um that I've had to deal with and then I've also had you know the typical college issues um in terms of mental health I think adapting was was the hardest because I mean coming from the high school we went to you know we had that tight group and it felt like family and it felt comfortable and then I got to go to this college where it's like it doesn't feel like it's the best thing you know and then I feel like we're also in a time where there's this pressure on us to go to college and there's also this other like view in the world where it's like you don't need college just start your own business now and you know so two very conflicting things that you know can really pull apart a person and in in that aspect um it's been hitting me because I don't know what exactly to do but you know we're just taking it a day at a time and you know keeping close to my friends and yeah. And then you you mentioned adaptability since obviously we went to an all boys school. Then off the bat we were just put into a co-ed school. So like was it just weird for you? And like was adapting like a little bit challenging in that sense? In this um uh, in a sense, yes and no. Um fortunately for me I had a girlfriend. Um and then we ended up going to the same school. So uh, it kind of kept me loyal into my one option, even though I had several options. But um, you know, uh, it wasn't it wasn't that hard as a change because I was also raised in like a female dominated household uh, my whole life, so I was used to being around more women than men. And so going into college with coeds, it was no different. I just felt like it, it was normal. You know, it was more of the high school part that was weirder to me, where it was just all guys. Um, but again, I got used to that, so it felt like home. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really struggle in that sense, but adaptability in more like choosing what friends I want. Um, I always hear stories about people saying like, oh, your college friends are the friends that are going to have businesses and you got to choose them wisely and like, you know. So that that's always hard choosing, you know, who's good for you and who you can help benefit them as well. And just trying to, like, make my future as positive as it can. 
yeah and then speaking of your friend group what's like i guess like for you was it hard to like balance out between uh female and male friends or like is it just like if you mess with them you mess with them and like they're, they're just your friend yeah 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 so i it's not like a policy that i follow but it's more or less like we're friends until you cross me you know once you once you cross me then i cut all lines with you and and you're no good for me right because that's just a reflection of the type of person you are so that's that's definitely my rule and um yeah i i'm really just friends with whoever i can laugh with you know um obviously there's stresses in life that sometimes you just need friends where you can shoot a joke with and sometimes you just need friends that you know can listen to you when you are you know um, dealing with stuff so yeah and then when you you were saying about like you have friends you would laugh with and you have like certain friends you would like talk to like have you talked to any of the your friends at CSUN about like you know some like deep stuff or like has it like that friendship or bond have not uh, reached to that stage yet? Yeah, I don't think it's reached to that state yet. Um, just because I'm a commuter, so I don't necessarily stay at CSUN a lot. And I only went to CSUN, I was on campus two days because um, I had two online classes and then three in-person classes. So the way my schedule worked was like 8 a.m. to about 3 I did my three classes and then I was out. It was like no breaks. It was like maybe 30 minute break in between each class. So I was there for a super short amount of time. And then after class, I just want to get out of there because I don't live there. There's a lot of traffic, you know, to get back all the way to LA. So I didn't really develop those key hard friendships over there uh, to be like, oh, hey, let me tell you something that's, that was personal, you know? So in that aspect, when I say, um setting up my future for the good friends that actually know stuff are you know um serious about their major serious about starting something with their life early that I want to be a part of it, it was hard for me because I'm not there a lot so I can't really connect on a personal level with everybody that I might or need to know yeah and you mentioned earlier you have a girlfriend so like how is that going for you like you know like mentally you know spiritually you know like how is that so far being in a code environment and you know just seeing females around like how has that like impacted you with your relationship with your girlfriend um not much I think it's more of a shock for her because she went to a co-ed high school so at the beginning of the relationship I kind of had to deal with oh she's going to be around other guys you know, I'm not there, so I can't control it. And, you know, I can't tell her what to do. She just has to hold her own, right? So we obviously went through our problems with stuff that she did. Um, nothing too crazy, though, but just like subtle things that, you know, us guys know guys do. Mm -hmm. And that she might not give off that energy, but I know that's the energy they're going to take it with. Um, so for me transitioning with her to the university, it's more of a shock for her because there, I mean, there's a lot more girls than guys at a university and especially in the classes that we're taking, there's like, it's like predominantly female. So she's just more adjusting to the fact like there's other girls and then sometimes they try to talk to me I, and like, we kind of set boundaries, you know, we got to be like, hey, just letting you know, I have a girlfriend, uh, she comes here as well. 
um but like i'm cool to have a casual conversation nothing hitting on nothing like that so in that aspect of really transitioning and like any problems it was more on her end not really my end because i was used to it already you know and it and it's helpful to have like a loyal girlfriend you know somebody that you can trust um and you know that's a double-edged sword because you can't fully blindly trust somebody yeah because then it hurts you even more if they they mess up one time you know so you just got to be careful and then since you are a first generation student men of color and then going back to adaptability of college do you think like it'll be a little bit of a challenge of like for your four years at college or five years how long ever the stay is like do you think what do you see that challenge being look like for you and like in a mental like health aspect and just like in general so yeah in the, in the mental aspect i think it's it's a challenge because you were surrounded as a first-gen kid you know your your parents in my case they did try going to college but they didn't finish you know inconsistencies so there is that challenge that follows you generation to generation. It's you act how you were raised, right? So if you were surrounded by people who started college but didn't finish college, then, you know, that kind of lurks in you too. Um, and everybody has their different reasons. You know, they got to work, they got to take care of people, whatever it is. But that's that's the hardest challenge for me is staying focused on the goal and staying focused on finishing um because of course like i said in this time it's like you know a tiktok feed could be all about starting a business not going to college you don't need college for real estate you don't need college for all these other things that you can start right now so then it has me questioning i'm like well i do see myself in that business aspect doing that so should i waste four years or should i get four years of experience in a job you know so in that aspect but um as far as being first gen and all that, I never look at it to be a disadvantage. And I don't think anybody should because it's one of like the big helps you can get in college. There's a lot of programs, hopefully in most colleges. Um, I know as CSUN, um, I'm surrounded by basically my people too. As a Latino, you could be black, you could be Asian, whatever. There's like a, a ton of first gens, a ton of like every type of race at CSUN. I, I get that might not be the diversity rate at other schools. You know, it might be a lot of whites, like it was at Loyola, or it might be like wherever you go, you know, a Harvard, a Stanford, anywhere. Um, so I don't really struggle with diversity at my school, and it hasn't really hit me in the face yet. I would say the biggest thing was just the co-ed stuff, right? But um, besides that, uh, with the help of the programs that I've joined at school, um, the hardest part as a first gen student for me has passed, which was signing up, knowing what classes I needed, you know, really spotting out the counselors that were going to help me and um, just getting through that first semester, getting uh, the work done, getting the good grades. So now I'm in the I'm in the groove of it. I know what to do, you know, and then we're just going to steamroll through it. Yeah, I mean, that's like a lot of. Well, for me, that's like me. That was basically me. And then I I think I'm on like the same stage as you, stage as you. So moving on from, I guess, like school-wise, what is like mental health to you? And like, what's the definition of it? Um, Mental health for me is when you wake up, it's, it's the first mood that you feel and how you're going to act your day on. You know, mental health can vary every single day. 
you can wake up in a shitty mood, you can wake up in a happy mood, you can wake up in a mellow mood, you know. Um, and for me, mental health is just consistency. Um, so if you're consistently waking up in a good mood, your mental health is going to be good, right? Since you're waking up in a good mood. If you're waking up in a happy mood, you're happy, happy mental state. Um, you could be depressed. And honestly, depression is a big thing. Um, and I've dealt with it too. I've had my own personal things that I've had to deal with. But, um, and I can't technically say that I'm out of it. Um, it comes and goes. Um, and I've just accepted that I'm in a depression state sometimes. But there's certain things in my life that I just cherish a little more um, than that depression. So, yeah, I can be at home in my bed for so many hours. And, and I'm not the type of person to be in my head, but I get some people do um, get in their heads a lot. But for me, my depression looks like I'm in my bed, not doing anything, maybe playing video games and like not talking to anybody. Right. So that's that. Those are like my signals that, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little depressed. What am I doing? Um, but then I go and coach and then I'm like the happiest guy ever. And I'm like so passionate about it and doing this. But, you know, I only get a coach two hours a day. Right. So in, in a sense, I just make sure that those two hours I'm like living life to the fullest and I'm really enjoying it. I'm putting everything I got. And then slowly, like those two hours, um, you get those following two hours after where you're like, it's done with practice. And then you're like, damn, I mean, let me go do something else. Right. And so then I go hit the gym. And so that's, that's where I try to put something earlier in the day that gets me excited um, and really motivated. So then I don't really feel that depression. Right. Um, for me, I try to get rid of it as soon as possible. Um, and like I said, it's a day to day basis. So I could wake up in a good, a good mood and not be depressed that day, or I could wake up in a shitty mood and be depressed all day. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, in a sense, it's all consistency. It's how you wake up. It's how you treat your day. And then you were saying about your depression, like, you know, it's like here and there at times. Like, I guess when did you first realize, you know, like it started like coming, I guess. Or like, like it was like it started become like a, a ongoing thing. Um, for me was when I kind of let my body go because I mean, I used to be in like pretty good shape, uh, pretty good physique. And then I started getting weight. I started eating a lot of fast food. You know, I started letting habits go that were key to me being me. So anybody that's known me through high school, I was always playing sports. I was always, you know, in shape. I was always the class clown. I was always cracking jokes. And then you see me now in college, obviously people mature and stuff like that. But now I might not be as bright as I used to be. You know, I might, I stopped all my sports. I stopped playing completely. Um, I started eating bad. I started stop working out. And so um, through the challenges that I've been dealing with, um, I was also saying, I was like, well, damn, what do I really have for myself? You know? What am I really doing for me? And I've always been the person to look out for others, but always put me first. And I think that that's the best thing you could do in life is put yourself first before others, but don't lose sight of who's been there for you, if that makes sense. So um, 
people might call it selfish, but in this world, you have to be selfish to survive. It's that simple. People will step over you wherever you go. And you can't live life thinking like, oh, everybody's going to be there for me. You got to think, no, I'm the only person there for me 100%, 24-7. So I got to make sure I'm good. And so, yeah, just realizing that I wasn't doing the stuff that made me me before. And I didn't help improve me. I just made myself worse. And so that's how I knew that um, depression was really kicking in. And then when I say that it comes and goes, it's really just of how productive my day is. You know, there's always the temptation to be like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I don't really feel like doing this. Oh, I feel like being lazy today. Um, you know, every everybody can take a day off and, you know, relax, lay in bed, do all this. But when you're constantly fighting a decision to say, hey, I should do this now or I should do this later. And you're choosing later more often than now. That's how you know you're really it's really picking up again. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing about that. And you mentioned something about like putting yourself before like your friends and others. Like you have to be selfish. I guess what's your advice or like how would you tell someone like to the people like that been like putting others before themselves? Like if that makes sense. How do you change over to that mindset to put themselves first? Okay. Um, yeah. So again, my biggest thing was with these, um, the New Year's, the Christmases, everything like that that was coming up, I really just let my phone sit, you know, and I let people text me. And, you know, there, there's always going to be those people that are going to be like, oh, you should have texted me first. Like, why do I always have to text? Like, you just want to really see who's there for you. You know, you want to see who cares for you um, and who's really worth putting in the effort. Right. So I'm, I'm in a mindset where because of my future plans, uh, I want to be a businessman. Right. So I want to set up my future and coming from a first gen family that really didn't have much money to start with. Single mom, you know, two kids, you know, working four different jobs, you know, being the one that had to cook at like five years old. I was super young doing everything, you know. You never really want to go back to that. So for me, it's more of what do I need to do so my future is bright? And that's how I'm picking my people and that's how I'm treating myself, right? So obviously with the depression state, that's that's not keeping it in mind, right? Um, I want to work out, right? So the fir first thing is always, you always feel good when you work out. Why? Because everybody wants that good looking body. Right. It doesn't matter. I, I don't do the good looking body for other people. I do it for me. Why? Because I want to feel confident that, you know, I want to go to the beach. I'm going to take off my shirt. I'm not going to worry about what other people think, you know, because that's the worst thing. I think that thinking what other people. Like other people's opinion should affect your self-esteem. And, and I feel like a lot of people might be like, oh, I'm very secure about my self-esteem. And this and that when that's not really the case, you know, or else we wouldn't get ready when we go out. We would just go out in normal clothes, right? If we're going to a fancy dinner or, you know, we might have some acne and then you might like want to cover it up, do face treatments just to look good. Or you might want to lose weight for a certain person, you understand? So um, really 
picking your people and creating a self-image that you want that will make you wake up and feel good, you know? So with that being said, that mindset that needs to happen is you really need to see who's there for you, who really cares for you. Um, and then you keep that as your inner circle. <clears throat> my inner circle is really just my girlfriend. You know, I've been with her so long. I've dealt with her so much that um, I can, no matter what day I am, like what, how I'm feeling, I'm going to go to her and say my shit, talk my shit, whatever. Um, not everybody has a girlfriend, you know, so it could be like a little sibling. I used to count on my little sister a lot. You know, I used to bully her all the time, but it was like a playful bullying. But she was just my person that I was like, yeah, um, she's there for me. If I'm crying, she's going to be there. She's going to hug me. You know, you always got to have that one person that no matter what, if everything goes down, they're there. Um, if you don't have that, you know, for those people that don't have that, um, that that's where that self self image comes into play. Because if you if you don't have that person, you know, you have you and your capabilities and that, and that's, that's the trouble part. Cause that's where depression comes in, right? When you have nobody and you don't, you also don't have that self-esteem, right? So the mix of the two just bring you down, but you got, you got to focus on one first and that's the self-esteem, right? So that's where not relying on people, um, make that mentality of it's just you against the world, right? So you got to make you your strongest version. And so if you make you your strongest virgin version, um, working out, you know, reading books, um, you know, really oriented towards your job, oriented to the people that are going to help you get to that point, you know, your professors, your, your um, colleagues, and anybody who, whoever it is, just try to find people for your future, not really in the moment. So you know, there's always that conflicting thing where you're like, oh, should I live in the moment or should I live in the future? Um, a part of me is I want I want the future, you know, most, most of the year, the friend group that I had before, um, not not the Beaners, not the Bean Squad, but like before at Loyola, um, they were just like in the moment friends, you know, um, they really didn't have the same goals as me. They did drugs, smoking, drinking you name it, they did it all. And that wasn't just the person that I am. I've never drank, smoked, anything like that outside of my family, you know? Um, well, just the drinking because I don't smoke or do drugs. But um, So yeah, um, besides that, like just really making sure that your future is set and not others and not pleasing others, but pleasing yourself. So yeah. And then would you say like, there's a big difference or like there's like a big gap small gap no gap like you know in between men and women's mental health um i wouldn't say there's a gap i feel like there can be an equal amount of depression in both people i just feel like there's um different things that challenge women's life than men do you know um for like certain women, uh, breakup could be more than what it would affect a guy, right? So their depression state would be way higher. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there's a gap, right? Because just like if a dog died, that was my best friend, right? I would be super depressed. But if my girl's dog died, 
she might not be that depressed. It's just how it affects a person, you know? But I, I fully think that women and men have can get the same amount of depression. Um, so, yeah. And then for you, how do you balance your work life, you know, when coaching? And I'm pretty sure you have a job also besides coaching, right? Yeah, yeah. So my job status right now is I'm a waiter at Olive Garden and I work two or three days. Um, and then I coach for high school and then I coach for club that I'm just starting right now. So since you have those three going on, how do you balance those three jobs, your mental health, physical health, you know, school relationship? How how do you balance it? So I would say that I haven't really balanced it. And that's why my mental health varies every day. And that's why I say it's inconsistent. Um, but I centralize myself on goals. Um, and I really only had one goal, right? So right now, um, I'm working one to get a little money in the stocks, right? So I'm trying to have enough money where I can put into the stocks and not be like, oh my God, I'm losing money. Right. So I'm a very business heavy person um, in terms of like financial um, because of that struggle growing up. I've always managed my money very, very tight and I don't like to spend it that much or waste it. Right. So there's this new card that's coming out that I want. It's the, it's the new Prius. Right. Um, and it's kind of funny because in high school I had a Beamer. Right. So how do I go from a BMW? a nice racing car to a Prius. And that just came from me saying, I don't care about what people think. It's more about what's going to save me gas. So I don't have to waste money on gas. Right. And then what has space, you know, I'm not here to race anybody. I'm not here to risk my life. I'm here to save gas, go wherever I need to go, enjoy myself, not worry about, Oh, I got to pump a hundred dollars in gas every week when I could do it every two weeks. And it'll only cost me 50 you know so there's this new car that's coming out so i really work um towards trying to save that and that's why i really got these extra jobs is because although they might not pay me a lot but that extra thousand two thousand i get at the end of the month from coaching that's gonna go to my car so so anything i do really work-wise is trying to feed into that idea of like how do i make things possible not I never think about things saying, oh, I can't afford it or, oh, I can't do it. I always think about it. Oh, how can I get to that? You know, so it's for this car. At first, I started with maybe $3,000, right? Um, and I saw the car and I was like, oh, I really want this car. And at the first thought is like, dang, the car is worth $31,000, but I only have three, right? So most people would, in that situation would say, I can't afford it, so I can't get it. But in my mindset, I was like, I want that car. How do I get it? What steps do I need to take? Right. So it, it was picking up more shifts to get that money. Luckily, I work as a waiter. So I get hourly wage and tips. And I do pretty good on my tips because I'm a very charismatic person. I'm energetic. You know, you know, sometimes you got to fake the funk. And as a waiter, that's kind of the best job to get to fake the funk. You know, you can always fake it with people. You're probably never going to see them in your life especially if you work in Olive Garden where it's like a fast food chain. Um, but it's like a sit down, you know, you get different people every single day. 
and you'll never get the same people. So you can, you know, some people might be super nice. You give them the good face. Some people might be bitchy. So you give them the bad face, you know, um, but you'll never see the people. So you get to really change characters right there. Um, so again, it's just always having goals. It's always having goals and then working towards those goals, never thinking you can't do it. It's always, how do I get to there? How do I surpass that? And then how was it called? What do you think are some causes of like mental health problems for like, just like in general? Um, I think self-image is, is a big one. I know that that was my problem that, I'll see like a little bit of gains in the in the gym and I'll be like, damn, I'm good now. Like I could take a day off. Um, and then I end up gaining the weight again. Right. And so then I get a little depressed and I'm like, damn, I gotta start working out again. Again, going back to inconsistencies. Um, so, um I think we're in a time where the future isn't promised um to us in the sense of you know, 20 years back when our parents were, you know, living, well, they're still living, but like growing up, um, it was always like work, 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 save to get a house, you know, and in the way that our society is now, how controversial it is, how social media is, you know, do you really want to stay in one place? You know, do you want to stay in a $300,000 house, which is what most house costs here in California, you know? and stay like set to one place or do you want to rent and go all over the place or do you even want to move out of california you want to go to texas you name it you know maybe go out the country canada you know you name it um so i think um not a set future uh self-image um pressures to be successful um what else there's another one i'm forgetting Do you have any? Um, I think for me, I think the biggest, I think maybe factor in my sense would be around social media. I think it will be pornography use, I, I would say. Okay. Yeah, that, that's definitely a solid one. I mean. Be like the most top up there in the sense of it's not what, because it's not really reality. It's just like they're acting on, it's just all acts. It's not mm -hmm. real life situation so like i feel like and plus do, uh, what is it dopamine or testosterone whatever the thing is Your like testosterone goes down dopamine yeah, goes down. and like that's really bad for you and then if if one can consistently watch just a lot of it it like it can become like a depressing state for them i, I fully agree yeah i mean that i mean that just goes to like our society as a general um the way i am is like I'm a very old school kind of dude, you yeah. know, um, especially how I want my women. So like it's kind of funny with um the controversial guy of the era, you know, uh, Andrew Tate. But um, there's a lot of views that I agree with, and then there's some where I'm like, well, that's not necessarily true, you know. But in a sense, like that's really how most men are. That's how they want their women. They want a loyal girl. They don't want somebody that's been ran through. Um, they want somebody like to be their peace. Um, and with how society is now, that's super rare, you yeah. know, 
it's either you catch them before they become it or you know they're like way far into it um and so again lucky luckily in my state mm, i like to say that i would have been like a man whore if my girl didn't get with me because i felt like i just would have messed with any girl that i wanted right um because i wouldn't say i'm the ugliest i'm not the prettiest either but um you know i had things going for myself um educated man going to a good school going to college playing a lot of sports being somewhat attractive you know like i had a lot of things but you know i got locked down early so i i wasn't able to do that but um yeah i mean it, it's always hard because if you were to watch that your mind gets tricked you know everybody likes different categories whatever but your mind gets tricked to think that those things are normal and the way that they get treated in videos is normal and like their bodies are normal when really most girls don't have that type of body or it's fake you know so it just overall it ruins everything because it says false expectations and you know it, it it's ultimately a sin um, for those religious people but but yeah like again going back women just aren't the same as they used to be times are changing and it's really hard to find you know a really decent girl now yeah and also, from moving on from like personal and like you know like advice experience how like for you how did you help your friends like that struggled through like mental health problems or like just like issues in general they'd be going through um i felt okay so right after um high school and like right before it ended i had moved out my house right so i was living on my own and i kind of let go of everybody which probably wasn't the best decision but i i kind of just like separated myself from everybody i didn't contact anybody really um, I was still going to school, so I saw them at school, you know, fake the fun. I saw them at school, but, you know, I wasn't really there present. I was worrying about outside stuff. I was like, damn, how do I work? How do I get rent? How do this and stuff? How do I get money for groceries? And so it was more of like, let me worry about me. And I can say this now that besides the beaners, you know, from the school, um, the bean squad and maybe you and mark i don't talk to anybody i don't nobody goes to my school um besides like old uh, loyola students so i don't take it upon myself to reach out to people even though i could i mean i can contact oh i, I stick in contact with uh, my soccer squad obviously but um in terms of like all the other names jacoby's the the patterns you know, all the other guys that you can name. Um, I haven't reached out, so I don't necessarily know what they're dealing with. Obviously, you reached out to me and you said, hey, let's do this podcast. I was like, of course, like, you know, you're my boy. Even if you weren't, like you were just a Loyola student, why not? You know, it doesn't hurt me to take an hour or two hours out of my day, you know? Um, so in a sense, I haven't really helped anybody out, but my inner circle, my girlfriend, I've really tried focusing on mine because again, how can I help other people when I can't even help myself? You know, and and that's the that's the biggest thing. I can't give advice 
when I'm not even implementing it in my life. I can't tell you, go to the gym consistently, um, do this consistently when I haven't even proved to myself that I can do it consistently, you know? So that's, so that's my biggest um, takeaway. I haven't really helped anybody. Um, nobody's really came to me for help, but I also would tell them I'm not the best person for that because I, me personally, I can't even do it, you know? Um, but again, you know, I've always thought that two people could take it on together. And, you know, if, if you said, Hey, I'm going through a rough time mentally and you live close by, obviously you're in Pomona, right? Cal Poly. Yeah. Yeah. So if you live close and you were like, Hey, let's hit the gym every day, Monday through Friday, I would have been like, listen, we'll find a, a, a halfway point. We'll get a gym that's reasonably close, not from an hour away, but like hey, 20 minutes from each other. You know, we meet right at the middle point. Boom. Every single day, Monday through Fridays, 10 a.m. to 12. We hit that, you know, um, I've always been about that. But so I do know somebody that's doing that, which is Walter and Chris. You remember them? Yeah, yeah. They, they go to a Planet Fitness Um and when I had moved out, I had started going because you know how they had that free summer uh, summer thing going on. So the whole squad was going. Um, and then, you know, you get your people dropping out here and there one by one, one by one. And now it's only Chris and Walter. And I was like, damn, I should really get into the gym. You know, New Year's, new resolutions. Um, and so I texted him. I was like, hey, uh, who goes to the gym? I'm trying to, trying to go. He's like, oh, it's just me and Chris now. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to join you guys. And they were like, yeah, 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 do it. And I was like, what time do you guys go? And he was like, oh, we go 10 to 12, um, Monday through Fridays. And at first I was like, damn, Monday through Fridays, like, y'all not tired? But I was like, it's just building that consistency over and over and not making excuses, you know? And for them, it's like holding each other accountable. They're workout partners, you know? So it's going to be like, oh, Chris isn't going? Why aren't you going? Like, you better be going. If you're lazy, I'm picking you up right now. We're going to go. You know, that type of energy. Obviously, they have the luxury of they still live really, really close together. So it's easier for them, you know, so they could get picked up, go and then come back, drop off. And then the other one goes home five minutes away. But again, like I said, try to get yourself. I can't give that much advice because I haven't done it myself, but try to get yourself if you are in a mental state, like a depressing mental state to work out and to get yourself an accountability buddy, you know, somebody that's equally passionate or might not be as passionate, but, you know, wants what you want and wants what they, like, you share the same goals, right? You want that buddy? Let's go work for it every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, this time to this time. After that, you could do whatever you want, but at least we got this work done, you know? So, yeah. And then, I mean, I think that, that's like a great thing, just having a accountability partner, just, you know, to make sure, you know, you guys are in check and you know you guys don't like slack off even if you feel like slacking off like at least one of you guys won't be that bothersome you know you guys would really want to see each other improve on exactly and then i guess from your experience last one from your experience where like when you tackled mental health like what were some wrong and right ways you did it wrong way was I'm going to do it later. You know, it's always like, oh, I can do it later. You know, I was waking up and I was like, mm, let me get an extra hour of sleep. I wake up and I'm like, 
let me put on a movie. You know, always setting things back. Um, going to sleep late, you know, waking up super late. You know, I was sleeping maybe like half the day. You know, I would go to sleep at like two in the morning, wake up at 12 in the afternoon, get up, eat, game, go to sleep again at two, three in the morning, you know. So those are the wrong decisions, just always putting it off. Um, that's wrong decision number one. Wrong decision number two. Mm-hmm. What was the question? Remind me of the question. Just like, so I don't go. Uh, wrong, wrong and right ways you tackled your mental health or like the issues trying to blame people um that was definitely one thing um and thankfully you know we're still together but i definitely would get irritated by my girlfriend a lot when i was in that mental state and i would take it out on her and so a part of it was like you're the reason why i'm acting this way you know when really it was just a deflection because I was so annoyed at myself and I was so irritated with the fact that I'm not doing things right. I'm not doing the things I want. So when she would do something and I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I would just take it all out on her. So, you know, blaming other people, putting things off, um, not having goals. I didn't have any goals. You know, you can be like, okay, I'm not going to be depressed today. But how are you going to do that? Right. What are you going to do to distract yourself? What are you going to do to make yourself better that day? And I think the biggest thing that I did do right was setting small goals that when I did achieve them, I kind of rewarded. I felt rewarded. And that can go as simple as ordering a book, right? So I got this book right here. It's like one of the best business books, right? Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? You have it? Have you read it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. I wasn't, I was never much of a reader. I hated reading, you know, and I saw this one video because I, I just woke up and I was like, damn, like playing? No, nah, I don't want to play anymore. And so then I was like, let me go to YouTube. And I was like, how, how to drop, how to start dropshipping? You know, I was thinking, I was just like, I, I just want to make money today because I think my Tesla stock went down. And so I lost like 500 bucks. And so I was like, damn, I need to make some money, man. Um, so then I was like, okay, let me click this dropshipping. I was like, eh, this is boring. Too many, too many little steps. I need something like slow. So then I was like, let me look up a real estate video. Cause I, I was thinking of buying some land. Cause I have, uh, I was seeing like, you know how you rent out properties. Yeah. I have 10, 12,000 saved up right now. So I could put that as a down payment, get a renter. They pay it off. I make a little buck off it, you know? Um. So I was thinking of doing that. And then he was like, before I start, these are five books you should read, right? And so then I was like, oh, so I paused the video. I just want to sleep, you know? And then the next day I felt I woke up happy and I was like, you know what? Let's be productive today. I woke up early. It was eight o'clock. I was like, I opened my laptop, saw the five books right on my, on my screen. And I was like, you know what? Let me just order these books. Bam, order the books. And then after that, I was like, damn, I feel good. You know, I did something. It's going to improve. Um, and the books arrive. You know, I'm out working. And then I see the books, like, unpacked and stuff like that. And they're left, like, on the counter. And, you know, sometimes 
things might not be going smooth in the family, you know, in the household. And they might be like, oh, you're not doing anything. Oh, this and that. And then just to see the books right there that they had unpacked, it's like you kind of get that satisfaction of knowing that they're seeing you do something, you know, and that, and that me for me personally, when they had seen that, I was like, yeah, you guys see I'm trying to do stuff. I'm doing something I normally wouldn't. I'm reading. And out of all that, I'm trying to like read helpful books to be a businessman, helpful books to like get the right mindset. Um, and so again, like I said, little goals set up little like rewards. You know, you go to the gym five days straight, go get a, a, a meal you wanted really bad, you know, go out with some friends, enjoy it, you know, small goals, anything. I ordered a book. That was a goal of mine. Make sure you get a book. Make sure you read it. I'm halfway through the book. Love the book. Learning a lot from the book. Ready to move on to the next one, you know. So, yeah. That's some great, uh, you know, like some experience, especially the, the book. Uh, you know, that's that's basically it, to be honest, Eric. Uh, thank you again for coming out. Thank you for sharing your stuff, you know. Of course, of course, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for reaching out and, um, you know, considering me for the podcast has been a while. Yes, I know. It was tough to find guests that's because this is mental health and, you know, I, I want people to be comfortable. So thank you for being able to share. Of course, of course, always. Yeah, that's it for today's podcast. Until the next episode.